Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron. I am your dyslexia specialist. I've been an educator for 20 years and a classroom teacher for 10 years. I have a nonprofit and I have uh, this podcast or video shares to interview people who either have had dyslexia, are dyslexic, no dyslexic people, um, you're just in uh, working with dyslexic people. And I just want to bring uh, confidence to teachers and parents that you are having an impact in kids' lives when you're helping them. The name of this uh, interview is um, Dyslexia Solutions, and it's April 24th. The other day, um, well, the other week, I ran into a friend of mine who actually was a student when he was in second grade. And I'm going to introduce you to him because he had some learning challenges in second grade, and now he's a successful adult, and I actually ran into him at the gym. He's a, a physical trainer, personal trainer, and uh, I would love, thank you for joining in today, and now we're going to start the interview, and I want you to meet Denzel Mitchell. Welcome, Denzel. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. How are you guys doing today? How are you doing? <laughs> it's so good to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to be on this um, podcast or interview, because this will be on YouTube as well as as a podcast. But I wanted you to share a little bit with the audience about your challenges in second grade when I was your teacher, your challenges with reading. Um, my challenges in second grade as far as reading was I, I, I had ear problems. I have ear problems, so uh, I had struggled with speech. So, you know, when you will relay a word or anything like that, um, I wouldn't get the whole pronunciation of the word fully. Um, so I had a problem with speech. I had a problem with, uh, with uh, you know, sounding out words. Um, and uh, I had a problem, I had a really, I struggled really with spelling. I, I didn't get the spelling as well. It was because a lot of reasons, because I was pronouncing a lot of words wrong. Because I'm thinking what I'm saying is right. You know, because I'm hearing it, but when I'm saying, I'm saying it wrong. And then sometimes, even even as today, sometimes I'll say things wrong, and I will go on Google and then have them, you know, say it back to me. And then when I when they say it back to me, I, I hear the little the little letters that I'm missing, and I'm spelling. So I always had a struggle with uh with spelling, reading, anything that had to do with with English. Uh, I struggled with, but I really I really did excel in comprehension. But I, I couldn't under, I couldn't read the, the material or I couldn't, you know, activate the material. But once it was read to me, I knew exactly what the story is about. I could tell you who the main character is. I could tell you who's the, you know, the main antagonist. I could tell you everything. I could tell you, you know, when the, when the story climax and everything. So, um, but it took me a while to get to find the confidence to really see what my strong what my strong parts was when it came down to English and stop looking at it as a negative thing. And um, it took me a while to start picking up books. <laughs> well, you know, it's really interesting because parents don't think they're going to have, you know, impact in their kids' lives. They don't know really what to do to help their kids. But what you're showing is what I've also seen is parents can read to their kids and start asking them questions and start developing comprehension skills. Right. So you had um, the, the tubes put in your ears in second grade. I remember you were just listening so hard when I would teach to a group of five and you were such a bright kid. And I just remember, but you struggled with the hearing and it, and it 
wasn't normal uh, struggle. And I remember you, you passed the hearing test at the school. And I took it a step further and asked for, you, asked for them to give you additional hearing uh, tests. And sure enough, you were hearing as if you were underwater. Right, so right. Were all very blessed when you were able to get the tubes in your ears. And there's a lot of parents out there whose kids are in similar situations. So is there anything else you could share with parents to advocate for their kids? Because those kids need a little to speak up for themselves. Yeah, um, like you said, you know, uh, you know, you being so upfront about, you know, hey, he needs help. You know, he needs more help. Go get a second opinion. So I, I would urge any type of uh, parent to listen to the, actually the teacher. The, the, the teacher is the one that's taking care of that's interacting with your child. So she, she might know a lot more than some other tests. So, you know, just to listen and to go see other opinions, just to make sure that your kid is okay. Because, I mean, if, if it's nothing, you know, you'll get that, oh, okay, she, she, she or he is fine. But if you go and check and double check, you'll, you know, you'll be safe and sorry. So going around and checking. So I went to these tests. I took a lot of tests. I, I would go like every, I think it was every Friday. And I'll see this lady and she would tell me to go inside this, uh, this like box. It's kind of like a, a studio, right? You'll sit down and then, you know, she'll do a soft beep and then she'll push a button and I'll take these earphones and you would have to, I would have to see if I can hear on my left or my right. And it'll be for like 20 minutes. And each time I did it, um, each time I did it with the tubes in my ear, it got better and better and better and better. Um, the things about the tubes, though, when I had them, you know, I had a lot of infection. Uh, I didn't, I didn't too much like them <laughs> being in, but they did help. And it was, it was like I was listening in water. It was like, it, you know, how I'm hearing, even to today, because I got a lot of fluid, I got a lot of congestion inside here. You know, when it, when it comes, it's really heavy. If it hears, it, it sounds like, you know, if somebody's talking to you in water, it's like, oh, kind of like, the wavelength is very short. It's very short. You still have a little bit of that problem? Yes, I still do. I still deal with it. Um, but you know, it's it's just you know a lot of information. Sometimes you know, I just stay away from certain foods. Um, I, I'm also detoxifying myself. Drink a lot of water. Uh, drink a lot of, uh, of um, apple cider vinegar. Do things that keep my keep my sinuses down because I, I get a lot of a lot of sciences type of stuff. Sometimes I'm not even sick. I'm just so congested in my nose, in my in my ear, all the time, and, and it's just it's, it's sometimes it's annoying. There's <laughs> a trainer coming out on you to get your people um, right. healthy. You know, uh, so Denzel is a personal trainer at CrossFit Gym here in Glendora. They're a little commercial for him. He needs some help. Um, you know, uh, you had mentioned to me that you thought your dyslexia was a gift. Can you share a little bit about that? Because it's, it's helped you um, be, str be strong in areas where you're weak, and you've developed in areas where maybe you wouldn't have before. Can you expound on that a little bit? Um, uh, my dyslexia and my, just my whole learning curve has made me more uh, a people person. Uh, you know, it, it really blessed me in, you know, just knowing how to relate to different people because it kept me humble. Um, and it also taught me, you know, if, if you're not gifted at something, you can always learn tactics on how to get better at something. 
So it allowed me to look at an issue and stop looking at the issue as being impossible, but strategizing how to get over it. So I see a wall, right? I see a wall. I won't keep bumping my head about it. Maybe, you know, maybe the wall is not that long. Maybe I can go around it, or maybe I can take a rope and go over it. And so this learning thing, this uh, dyslexia. So what I do is a lot of times I would, uh, I would, I would take a word and if I didn't know what it meant, or if I don't know what it means even today, I'll write it down. I'll also go on Google and I will look up the definition and I will recite the word just like when Google recites it back to me. So I keep a nice little notebook. Sometimes when I go on meetings or like if I'm going on an interview, I'll take a notebook with me. Um, I will I will read over certain words that I know in vocabulary just in case, you know, somebody recites something to me that I don't understand. Um, I'm always keeping myself engaged with different words in in the area of of English and and seeing different words so that I can always be prepared. Um, and so my advice is for the parents that are having these kids that are having these problems is to teach them tactics on how to turn their pop, their negative into a positive. And so that's what that's my biggest advice. Not to not to tell them that they have a problem. No, just to let them know that sometimes life, you know, it causes you to it causes you to grow. You know, God gave you this problem so you can grow into into the man or the woman that they're supposed to be. You know, Denzel, you're uh, uh, 24? 24. Uh, 24. That's yeah. exactly where I'm at. And, um, you know, you're showing that you have that tenacity. You want to be a lifelong learner. And when you're 24, the world's just ahead of you. There's so much yeah, for you to cool. learn. And as you get older, I, I just feel you're going to be one of those guys that's always going to be learning and learning and creating and impacting people's lives. I remember one time you told me you wanted to be a pastor. Yes. Would you want to share a little bit about that and what turned you away from that after to be a trainer? Because um, I, way, it's a call from God. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's still a call. Uh, actually, I still believe that's still my calling. Um, it's just in the future. So God is just taking me a different way, a different path. Um, uh, I always always knew that God was going to use me for ministry to speak, and not only to speak, but also to you know operate in business and help people. Because I, I feel like a lot of times uh, uh, in today's ministry, it's very religious. It's not. It's not. In, it's not impactful for people. It's, it's. It's not going to their house and helping them. You know, you you got a ministry or you got a church, and there's a lot of people that are in debt. You know, as a pastor, as a leader, it's it's important for you to you know go out and to help your people get out of debt, or maybe they're having you know marital issues, have counseling, things that are interactive with with ministry and very proactive to get your get the people in the church to, to upgrade and then also go out and reach out for other people so always a passion to help people right <laughs> yeah i mean to help people that's that that's what it's all about you know it's it's the free to give as god has freely given unto me and so whatever god if god has blessed you with it with, 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 with preaching or teaching or or the gift of the prophets of prophets or the gift of, of apostleship, anything that he's giving you is supposed to be given. And that's why in that, in that, in that biblical passage, when he was actually explaining, you know, he gave one person five gifts, gave another four, gave another three, gave another two, and then gave one person one. And the one with one, they didn't use it. And so he basically said, depart from me, you person that practice lawlessness, because he didn't use his gift. <laughs> And so you got to I preach wanna, on I wanna, you. <laughs> I want to use my gifts 
<laughs> okay. Hey, let me ask you a question. One of the things God has given me is to use music to help children read. And even kids that are in middle school, high school, even people in prison who can't read will benefit from learning to read and using music. I didn't use music um, when I taught you in second grade because I hadn't known about its value right. then, but I use best practices. So I'm an advocate for using the best practices and combining it with music. And I just want to ask you, do you um, enjoy reading now? And what is music's impact in your life? Oh, uh, I do enjoy reading. I've always actually enjoyed reading. I love stories. I'm a very story person. So, uh, you know, I always read my Bible. Always, I was always fascinated with stories. You know, um, I'm always trying to get the interpretation or the hidden meaning about something. So I love reading. It was just really hard for me, you know, to, to read. So now, today, I'm actually reading uh, the complete uh, 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 Apocryphus, Apocryphus. And then I'm also reading another <laughs> book called, uh, um, what you call it? Uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a really good book right now. Then I read the Screw Tape Letters. Um, I'm reading certain things with with with, with business and, and history and certain things like that. Um, music, music also sometimes I will play like classic music or just intermediate uh, music in the background when I'm reading or when I'm studying. I do a lot of studying because it gets my it gets my mind motor running. You know, it gets me thinking. It gets me it, you know it gets me rolling. Um, especially like I, I noticed this in the gym. <laughs> you know, when I'm in the gym and I don't have no music, I don't have no headphones, I can't I can't get it. I can't get the smacking. I can't get at the weights like I want to. But when I got music running, oh man, it's like everything's firing on all cylinders. Music just it, it, it stimulates my brain, you know. It's really yeah. good. It's it's really amazing how music just helps people calm down and helps them focus, helps them move. But mm -hmm. for kids who are struggling with reading, we're finding they're making such good progress with um, using the music. So we're going to wrap this up. And I just wondered, if, last thoughts that you want to share with people before we close? Um, if, if there's any type of parents out there that, that are having uh, their child, he or she is having a problem reading or, or any type of learning curve, like math or anything, uh, my, one, my one suggestion is to not make them feel like it's a problem. Uh, you know, when I grew up, it was always, oh, he got a he got a speeching problem, or he got a he got a writing problem, or he got a reading problem, and I always thought I had a problem. Good, point. right? Mm -hmm. And if I always think I'm always having a problem, the kids when they, when a kid is young, all they all they really want to do is be accepted. They don't never want to feel like they're they're uneasy. They don't want to feel like they can't fit with other kids or nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And so you really want to revert that and to tell them. You know, don't say a problem. Just say, you know what, you know, this is a challenge for you to overcome. You yes. know, something, something to drive them to be like, oh, I can, I can handle this. And then when they switch that mindset, it's all the mindset. And once they switch that mindset, they can overcome anything that they, they want to. That's and so, excellent. And mm -hmm. yeah, I try to keep away from words like problem because we have challenges. And right. the thing with dyslexia, it's neurological in origin. So the brain can be retrained, and we call it a learning difference, not a disability. Okay. Because people with disabilities feel 
your self-esteem is just low. And, and there's just ways many of us have challenges in different areas. Right. So Denzel, I want to thank you very much for your willingness to be on this platform today. And I want right. to thank our listeners for um, tuning in today. Ooh, Bill, how can people reach you? Uh, they can actually follow me on my Instagram, which is at um, Denzel Mitchell, so D-E-N-Z-E-L, uh, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. And then you will see uh, a little slogan, the hashtag, it's called Killer D, that's my nickname, <laughs> on Instagram. And so if you get on Instagram, you can easily contact me if you need any type of personal training if you're local in this in this area, in the Glendora, San Dimas, Pomona area. So they can contact me and uh, they have any type of fitness goals. Said, my <laughs> name is uh, Dr. Marianne Cintron. You can reach us at um, www.dyslexia-solutions.com. I'm currently training teachers to work with dyslexic children, and I'm tutoring online. So please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and God bless you. God bless Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>